everyone, welcome back to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast. My name is Emily, and today I'm going to be talking to you guys about how do we get back up. And I want to start by asking you to reflect on your own life. How many times have you heard the words, you're not good enough? And how many times have you told yourself that you're not good enough? Well, I'm here to talk to you today about how you are good enough and how God sees you and how God loves you just the way you are. And I want to talk to you about that through the principle of God's deliverance. Because when I think about how we get back up from a really difficult situation, I think about God's deliverance, which has three parts. Justification, sanctification, and glorification. And so today we're going to dive into those principles. Um, I'll be reading mostly out of Ephesians 1 and 2. So if you'd like to turn to your Bibles, simply listen along or get out the Bible app. Um, Up to you, but we will be in Ephesians 1 and 2 today. So... Why am I talking about how do we get back up? Well, I had a difficult situation last week where someone really challenged me and my faith by um, some pretty hurtful things that were said, and it really shook me about the type of Christian I am, and it was really hard to hear because it was someone really close to me that was saying these things, and it really made me feel like I wasn't good enough and that I'm not good enough and I allowed myself to really think these things and feel these things and it took a lot of turning to God for me to build up my confidence again and trust in him and one thing about faith is that when we keep it always in God and when we always have faith in God then even when we're knocked back down to the ground and we feel like we're in a pit it's easier than if we didn't have faith to get back up. And to quickly define faith, it is trust in God. And in Ephesians 2, chapter 8, verse 9, it says, For it is by grace you have been <laughs> for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. I'm gonna read that one more time. We're in Ephesians 2, chapter 8 to 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not from yourselves, but it is a gift of God. I think oftentimes when we think about faith, we think about a lonely, lonely journey where it's something that it's all up to us and it's a private relationship and we must be perfect and there's a lot of weight that bears on our faith. Um, because faith is uh, believing in the things in which you cannot see, such as our God. He doesn't physically show himself to us, so we have to have faith and trust that he is real and that our relationship with him is true and real. And like I said, I think we often think of this process as us being alone in this, but it says that a response of trust is stimulated by the Holy Spirit. So we won't be alone in this faith. If you've accepted Christ into your heart, you have the Holy Spirit in you and the Holy Spirit will prompt you to trust and grow in your faith. So it's not something you have to do alone. The verse says, it is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. We can't have faith alone. We can't do it of our own work. 
We can't do it by ourselves. It is solely from God, through God, that we are saved, that we are able to have faith in him, that we are able to get up from all situations. And when I think back to my past, there were many times in my life where I was knocked down and I would trust the world with how to get up. I would try and get up by seeking the approval and liking of my peers. I would try and do that by uh, conforming to the world, doing things to be more popular, such as doing my hair and makeup a certain way, dressing a certain way, um, talking a certain way, um, keeping up with viral trends. And I would try and seek approval in that way to feel better. I would also turn to substances to feel better. Frankly, I would turn everywhere except to God. And let me tell you, it is a lot easier to pull yourself out of a situation when you turn to God instead of the world. And we are only able to do that through faith in Jesus. And it's something he gives us. Like we just read, it's a gift, the gift of God, because he loves us and he cares for us. And he doesn't want us to be in anguish. Um, There's a verse that I don't quite remember off the top of my head, but it says God doesn't willingly want us to suffer. And I think it's important to remember that God may let anguish and distress fall on us for a time, but he wants us, he's compassionate and he wants us to experience his love and the goodness of God. Um, Another verse that I don't remember the name of, but I remember what it says, says, um, I will experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I think that's an important reminder because sometimes we can just wish away, oh, I wish the world was more like heaven. I wish things were better in this world. The world is so scary and dark and everything's going to hell in a handbasket and everything around me is shaken. And I just want to remind you guys that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You don't have to wait for heaven to see the goodness of God in this world, in your life, and in your relationship with him. It's something that is already there. We just have to look for it. And frankly, as Christ followers, it's our job to cultivate it. And if not, you're not yet a Christ follower, um, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me right now. And those of you who are Christ followers, pray this prayer with me as well. Dear God, I thank you that you love me. And when I hear voices in my head, and when I tell myself or others tell me that I'm not good enough, or they make me feel inadequate, they make me feel like I'm doing something wrong when I know I'm rightly in your word, God, would you please give me a spirit of trust in you? Would you allow my faith to shine through all the dark situations when I'm knocked to the ground and I feel like I can't get back up? Would you help me to turn to you and to seek you? to allow me to grow in you? And would you help me commit my life to following you and growing with you? God, I don't want to be knocked down. I don't want to experience the pain and suffering of this world, but I know that you are my helping hand. And above all other options, you will always be there for me and you will never fail me. So God, today I choose you, but I need your help to do that. Would you allow the gift of God, which is the saving through faith, would you allow this gift to come into my life today in a way I've never seen it before? Would your gift of love and mercy and salvation shine today for me? 
I need your help in all things, God. I cannot do this alone. God, I just ask that you would further my trust in you each and every day and that you would help me in difficult times especially. God, I trust that your ways are the right ways and that you truly care about my well-being and that you want to see me grow and you want to protect me and that's why you've given me your word. And so today I trust you, even though it's hard, but I need your help to do so, God. So would you help me in this journey? In your faithful name I pray, amen. So now that we've talked a little bit about being knocked down and, you know, faith as a gift from God and how we need God's help to walk in it, I want to talk a little bit about what is deliverance. So like I said, when we're knocked down to the ground and we're in a difficult situation and all around us seems weak and we feel weak ourselves, we feel like we're inadequate and we're feeling all those awful things about ourselves, I want to take a moment to talk about deliverance. Deliverance really is salvation. It's saving. And just as God has saved the Israelites and has saved people in the Old and New Testament in his word, God uses deliverance and salvation every day. Every day, people around the world give their lives to him. They commit to following him and he saves and delivers them. But I want to talk about that process. And for those who are already quote unquote saved, I want to talk about what is deliverance from everyday sin and what is this gift that we already have that maybe we could use a good reminder of what this looks like in our lives. So deliverance, this saving, is made of three things that I mentioned earlier. Justification, sanctification, and glorification. Let's go through each one. Justification is God's deliverance from sin's penalty. So essentially, it's a freedom of being free from the penalty of sin. Not free from sin, because we live on earth. If you're listening to this, you live on earth. And because of that, we're going to live in a world of sin. But because of God in our lives, we are free from its penalty. And that's why Jesus died for us. And I think all Christ followers and people who are not Christ followers need to be reminded of that. Because while we are tempted by sin and we're going to experience sin and the pain that that causes and uproots our lives and those around us, we're free from the penalty. The penalty has been paid and we are allowed to walk in freedom on this earth free from the pain and suffering that comes from the penalty, which is death. And when we live a life walking in sin, it's a life of death. When you live a life bound by addiction and wrongdoing to yourself and others, it's like walking in death. But when you give your life to God and he delivers you through salvation, through committing yourself to him, you become saved, but more than that, you become justified through what Christ did for us, which was to die on the cross. And because of that, we get to walk in absolute freedom. And a life of freedom means we're going to sin. Like, that is just a natural part. But because we're walking with God, we try and sin less and less and identify those areas in our lives. But it's not something we have to do alone, as I earlier mentioned. It's a gift of God to have faith, and God is with us. The Holy Spirit is in us to help us with trust 
and to help us with so many other things as well. Like identify these areas in which we can grow more so. And in that, we get to walk in freedom, a life where we are constantly growing with God and we never have to be separated from him because his spirit is always within us. So that's justification. Sanctification is God's continual deliverance of a believer from sin's power. It basically means that God wants us to be mature and more Christ-like, free from sin's control. And of course, if we were to fulfill all those things, we'd just be Jesus, and that's impossible. We can't be 100% mature, we can't be 100% Christ-like, and we can't be 100% free from sin's control. And the world loves to measure things. I mean, that could be one reason you're knocked to the ground right now. Have you been measured? What's the measuring stick the world has used against you that you've fallen short of? What have you been told you're not good enough at? Probably lots of things. I know for myself, I've been measured against sticks I can never uphold to. I've been told I am terrible at math. I've been told I am hairy. And I can't even change that. <laughs> like, of course, you can always shave, but I certainly can't just, you know, grow less hair. And, you know, what are the measuring sticks that people have compared you to? Maybe you're a really quiet person and you don't like to speak up and that's not good enough. Um, maybe you talk too much and that's not good enough for some people. But God doesn't measure us like that. God has, he doesn't compare us to other people. He has his own measuring stick for each and every one of us. And we will be judged individually according to our deeds. And that is between each individual and God and their relationship with God. It is not for us to compare with one another. And we should never compare ourselves to one another or compare our relationship with God to someone else's relationship with God. They are completely unique and individual And so we must focus on ourselves. But in this world, in this fallen world, people will compare us. And I'm sorry if you've ever experienced someone using someone else's measuring stick against you, something that you couldn't ever change about yourself. Obviously, me being hairy was a bit of a silly example. But I hope in the same way you realize that unfair measuring sticks are used every day And if you've ever been compared against that, against someone else, something you could never uphold, you could never do, that's not how God sees you. God's not measuring you like that. God loves you. And you're free from that. I want to tell you today, you're free from the lie that you've been told that you should be something you're not. The things about you that you cannot change. Today, I free you from that. Today, God frees you from that burden that you've been carrying. You are made unique. You are made beautiful in the image of God and you do not have to compete with anyone else. You do not have to appear good enough because you're already good enough in God's eyes. And God seeks to help us become more Christ-like. But it's bad to look at this in the percentages and whatnot. Jesus is 100% perfect and he was when he was here on earth. We just have to try to live more Christ-like. Just try. Tries, I'm not saying a percentage to it. I'm not saying a number to it. I'm not going to prescribe to you what that looks like because only you in your heart and only you can know what that looks like in your life. 
to be more Christ-like? What steps does that look like? Call upon your relationship with God. Ask him to tell you and he will. Ask him for instruction on how to be more Christ-like and he'll show you. And so sanctification is God's desire for us to be more mature, more Christ-like and free from sin's control. And this is something he helps us with. Once again, we're not alone in this journey. And being free from sin's control, well, we live in a world where we are always tempted by sin, but that doesn't mean we have to let it control us. In having a relationship with God and in being a believer, we get to cast our worries onto God. It says, cast your worries upon the Lord, for he cares for you in First Peter. And so I just want to remind you that you can cast your worries about sin onto God. If you're going to an event and you think you're going to be tempted to overdrink, that's something I want you to cast on God. And he wants you to cast on him even more than I would. And he wants you to bring this to him. He wants you to bring all things to him. He wants to free you from sin's control in your life, in all areas of your life. And it's not because you've, you're a bad, awful person and you're doing wrong things. It's because you live in a world that is fallen. And God calls you his child. And he doesn't want you to experience pain and suffering. He wants you to experience the beauty of a relationship with him and to grow with him. And that looks like turning to him and trusting him and walking in relationship with him. So if you feel stupid talking to God out loud, I completely understand that. And it's something I'm still working on, giving myself the freedom and releasing myself from um, the wrong feeling of embarrassment because I should never be embarrassed to talk to God out loud. But I encourage you to, when you have a chance alone or wherever you may feel most comfortable, to talk to God out loud and invite him into the areas of your life you're struggling with. I'm not saying be perfect. I'm saying you must know something in your life that is overwhelming for you and that isn't going well. And for me, it's sometimes gossip. I really struggle with gossip. And the best thing I can do is let God into that area of my life and invite him to fully help me with it and ask him to free me from the control that I feel like I'm under in situations that prompt me to gossip. And so think in your head right now what that might be for you. And then invite God in and allow the sanctification of yourself to take place through God. And it says that God has given the Holy Spirit to aid us in this process of sanctification. And so I want to remind you that you're always aided in all these processes. It's not it might feel like you're just speaking by yourself in a room when you talk to God and you're all alone, but I promise you, you're not alone. One of my favorite quotes um, from someone who's not famous, but um, I might have said this in a previous podcast, but I think it's really important, so I want to say it again, is when you're in a difficult situation, or like I said in this episode, when you've been knocked down and you feel like you can't get back up and you're going through a difficult situation when you're in a room and you're trying so hard to pray to God and to talk to him and to ask for help and everything feels like it's so against you, look for the chair that Jesus is sitting in. Because in this world, we have to have faith in what we can't see. We have to trust in what we can't see, and that is God. And it's sometimes scary to feel so alone, to feel so surrounded by all these awful things. But always look for the chair in which Jesus is sitting in every room you go into, for he's right there. You can't see him, but allow yourself to feel his presence. Talk to him. Ask him to speak into your heart and into your life. Look for him wherever you go 
because it says he will aid you in the process of sanctification, which is helping you mature, walk with him more, and free you from sin's control. And that freedom is so beautiful. The freedom to be able to turn to God in any situation and say, God, I need you to free me from this. Release me from this. I want to walk in you. And nothing in this world could replace you or be better than you. You are perfect. And I just need to feel your strength right now to get me through this. So I encourage you to say those words in your own way to him when you're going through a hard time. And that's how we get back up. The process of God's deliverance. Now, I want to talk about the last step of deliverance and saving, which is glorification or the ultimate deliverance from sin's presence. We won't experience it here on earth because when we live on earth, we're always experiencing sin. But one day in the presence of God in heaven, we will be experiencing glorification, which is to be ultimately free from the presence of sin, all the presence of sin. Not just free from the control of sin, but free from all the presence of sin. We will no longer in heaven be tempted. We will no longer be controlled by it. We will be free in God who ultimately sets us free and has capacity to set us free on earth in our own earthly way. But imagine how much greater the final deliverance will be when we seek glorification in heaven with God and we are freed from all temptations and we will no longer have to battle in our hearts and minds. And the battle is taking place here on earth through the process of sanctification and the Holy Spirit inside you helps you walk on that path. The Holy Spirit is that gut feeling, that feeling that "Mm, shouldn't have done that, Mm, shouldn't be saying that. And I've repressed that feeling. I've called it a gut feeling too many times in my life when I knew it was the Holy Spirit prompting me instead. And too many times in my life, I've heard that voice saying, "Mm, don't say that, Mm, don't want to say that, and I've chosen to say it anyways, and it doesn't end up in a good place. And when you hear that voice deep inside you saying, don't do that, don't say that, it's not because you're a bad person who needs to be punished. It's not because you suck. It's not because you're X, Y, Z. It's because God loves you for who you are and does not want you to experience the ramifications and the pain that is going to be associated with sin and he's trying to prevent you from hurt you got to think of god like your father the most spiritual perfect heavenly father and a father's job which not all of us have experienced on earth which is very sad and not what god wants for us but the father in earth should be protecting and caring and if you've never experienced that I'm so sorry and I hope that you can experience that in Christ instead because you deserve to know that kind of love of someone wanting to protect you and care for you in such an abundant way and if you have experienced that just picture how much greater God's love and care is for you than your own earthly father and so allow your heavenly father to speak into your life and allow him to protect you And we have to stop thinking of God as a yelling coach on the side of the field, angry with us and punishing us. That is not how God sees you. That is not the relationship God wants with you. What God wants is to help you. Um, One of the previous episodes, Protect, Correct, and Instruct, um, I recommend you go back and listen to that one about why God gives us laws. It's really to protect us. He's the loving father. 
And through this process of sanctification, he gives us loving guide in our lives. It's to love us. It's to show us a life that is free from the control of sin, free from the control of what is harmful to us. And that is never a bad thing. Free from the control of the things that are trying to harm us. So how many times do we have to try and put something to dead ourselves that we know is hurting us before we'll invite God in and say, God, I can't do this alone. I can't get rid of this thing alone. I need you to come into my life and help me get rid of it. I need you to free me from the control of sin. I need you to free me from this harm in my life. And only you can do it, God. And I believe in your power and I believe in your name. And when we walk forward in this process, we need to trust God daily. Because if we're not trusting God daily, then we're relying on ourselves. And I promise you, we're not enough. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. It doesn't matter how famous you are. You're not enough. And you can't battle this alone. The destruction that is so offered to you and the destruction that's offered to you is disguised as something that is going to feel so good. But I know that you know those things in your life have only ever caused you harm. But it's tempting. They look so appealing on the outside, but once we consume them, we've been harmed. And I encourage you to translate that harm into a new future and into a path in which you trust God and you move forward in God daily because we can't get through the darkness alone in this world. We can't overcome the most awful situations alone. Getting through and getting back up starts in trusting God daily. So today I encourage you to take a step. You don't have to, you know, get baptized today unless of course you want to, but I'm just saying take a step it could be the biggest step of your life or it could be the absolute smallest. It doesn't matter. Today, I encourage you to take a step towards trusting God daily. What does that look like? Maybe that looks like you're going to pray a prayer right now. Maybe that looks like you're going to try and talk to him once a day. Maybe you're going to try and talk to him 10 times a day. Maybe you're going to talk to him every single time you have a bad thought enter your mind. Maybe you're going to read a new book. Maybe you're going to read a book of the Bible, you know, what are some ways, maybe you're going to talk to a friend or a family member and invite them in on this new path you want to take in your life to help you trust God daily. And if you do trust God daily, then I encourage you to take a step to figure out how you can further trust God daily. And I implore you to take on this challenge full-heartedly because the reason I'm bringing it to your attention is because God wants you to bring these things to him so you don't have to suffer alone. Suffering alone is one of the worst things anyone can go through on this earth. Is a feeling of being alone in their worst moments. And God doesn't want that for you. And I don't want that for you. And I've never even met you. And we got to bring it to God daily. Because then when we're strong, we're strong. And when we're weak, our weakness is made perfect in God. And I just want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you that... You've been made alive in Christ, even when we were dead in his transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And that's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. To repeat that a little bit, because of his great love for us. Just even imagine that. Imagine a love so great that God is willing to do all these things for us who do so many things wrong. 
and in God, who's rich in mercy. Mercy being when we essentially do not get what we do deserve. So once again, we're flawed people. I can't even imagine the love that is so great that God has for us, that he's making us alive in Christ. He's helping us in this journey, this journey where earlier I said, when you're walking a life of death, surrounded by sin and things that are hurting you and hurting others around you, when you're walking in that step and in that path, it is God who will make you alive, who is rich in mercy, meaning he will give you good things even when we don't deserve them because of his great love for us. So just picture how great that love must be. Just picture how abounding his love is for us. I want to remind you that the power of Christ in you is greater than the power of sin over you. And there's nothing that we can run from that will not catch back up to us. But if we run into the arms of God and we put on the armor of God, then we are truly protected and he will help us. That doesn't mean we'll never miss sin again, but it means he will help us sin less, which is a process of sanctification. And all these fancy words are just fancy words at the end of the day. It doesn't matter to God your works, whether you have a thousand things memorized, you know, you're the perfect person who, you know, reads Bible every day and, you know, doesn't listen to rap music. You know, God doesn't care about your works. He doesn't care about how you perform, what boxes you check off that the world does. God cares about your heart. He wants to see your heart in everything. And I need you to give it to him. And he needs you to give it to him. Because that is how we experience being free on this earth that is bound by harm. And we have to give it to him. Even when it's hard. Even when it's difficult. We need to give our heart to him. Because in him, the power is so much greater. The power to be free from the death and destruction that is tempting us and looks so appetizing. And I want to leave you guys with that. That's how we get back up through God, through his deliverance, the process of his deliverance. That's how we get back up. That's how we overcome the trials of the world that we all face. And you're not alone in that. So look to the father and trust him with all your heart because he is so ready to help you with whatever you're going through. And he's ready to help you like no one else here on earth can. No one can deliver you like God can. No one can save you like God can. So let's trust in him daily. And that's my challenge to you and my challenge to myself. So may today's word and podcast go well with you. And I encourage you to take your next step in trusting God daily with everything you have. So have a great rest of your week and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.